So thankful to be with you once again on the program. Watch, therefore, how foreign the Lord's word and his ways are to so much of the modern church today. And I think you'll see what I mean in just a moment. But first, let's have a word of prayer together. Oh, Holy Father in heaven, we thank you in our Savior, Messiah, Yeshua, our Lord Jesus' name for this special time we have together. Please bless it and tremendously bless our viewers today, Holy Father. We ask it in our Savior, Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, did you know that the Lord, our Savior Jesus, He is a righteous judge. Along with the many ongoing daily judgments He makes, there are primary, significant judgments according to his covenants and Bible prophecy that are being set up. Some are all around us today, and we're seeing them in the news. We're experiencing them in our lives in this world today. And we're seeing these final biblical judgments being set up right in front of our very eyes. Yes, these things are being set up all around us, and much of the modern untaught, biblically illiterate, and oftentimes worldly, sleepy, modern-day church cannot see what the Lord is doing all around us. Oh, that the Lord would give us eyes that can see and ears that can hear in this critical time. So we're going to look together uh, at Psalm Chapter 9, here we go. I will praise you, O Jehovah, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will tell of all your marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. When my enemies turn back, they shall fall and perish at your presence, for you have maintained my right and my cause. You sat on the throne judging in righteousness. And here we say, we see... King David, he praises, tells others of, and is glad and rejoices in the Lord, our Heavenly Father, Jehovah Elohim, the Lord our God, our Heavenly Father, His only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. He praises Him with His, David's whole heart. David sings praise his name as Jehovah the Lord is the most high God. And when David's enemies turn back, they fall and perish at what? The holy presence of the one whose enemies they have become. Jehovah, Jehovah the Lord himself. Judging in righteousness, the Lord has protected his servant David. And as we walk in the righteousness of Messiah Jesus, the Lord will maintain our right and our cause. 
even through times of persecution and trouble. He promises, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Why? Because he's a righteous judge. Psalm 9.5, you have rebuked the nations. You have destroyed the wicked. You have blotted out their name forever and ever. And now verses 6 through 8, O enemy, destructions are finished forever. And you have destroyed cities. Even their memory has perished. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment. He shall judge the world in righteousness. And he shall administer judgment for the peoples in uprightness. Do you see judge, judgment? Do you see that mentioned here over and over? Don't you agree that's very foreign with the modern church that Jesus the Lord is a righteous judge? In verse 5, he speaks of these categories that he has set up. The Lord does set up categories of people. He categorizes people in certain ways, the saved and the lost. He, He categorizes them by Jews and Gentiles, Israel and the nations, yes? And he speaks of Israel and the nations here. And uh, in verse 5, you have rebuked the nations, you have destroyed the wicked, you have blotted out their name forever and ever. And when he says blotted out their name, there is what's called the Lamb's Book of Life. And there are Jews and Gentiles in the Lamb's Book of Life who have received Jesus as Lord But here he's speaking of those in the nations. There are end-time scenarios even where the nations come against Israel to destroy Israel. And at the Lord's return, like in Zechariah 14 and other places, the Lord fights against the nations who have come in to destroy Israel. And he speaks of these judgments according to his covenants. The Abraham covenant, the Moses covenant, the David covenant, the new covenant. And how they are fulfilled in Bible prophecy. Remember, this generation, the one we live in, is at the edge of the seven-year wrath of the Lamb Jesus, tribulation judgments. Yes, and we saw uh, in verse 6 here, the enemies of David, they're enemies of the Lord. Remember, David, King David, is a picture, a type of King Messiah, Jesus, an Old Testament picture fulfilled by this Savior King, Jesus. We saw in verses 6 through 8, the Lord's enemies and their destructions are judged. The Lord always has the last say, and it is eternal. Oh, it looks bad, folks, and, and it's going to get even more difficult and even worse in the days to come. Excuse me, but remember, King Jesus has the last and the eternal word. He'll return to Jerusalem according to the David covenant, and he'll sit on the throne of David. Look with me at the David covenant, 2 Samuel, verses 12 and 13. As the prophet Nathan comes with a word of the Lord to King David, when your days are fulfilled and you rest with your fathers, I will set up your seed after you who will come from your body and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my my name and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Yes, Jesus the Lord is that son of David. He'll rule the nations with a rod of iron according to Psalm 2 and other passages. No, there will be no more corruption. 
there will be no more crookedness. Psalm 9, 9 through 11, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble, and those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. So we see in verse 9, oppression and times of trouble will mark this generation like no other time in history. Why do I say that? Because we see corresponding verses in the New Testament, like the Second Timothy 3 generation, in the last days perilous times will come. We see uh, Romans chapter 1, for the wrath of the God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And Luke 17 and Matthew 24 and Mark 13 Yes, these speak of the times of the signs that are leaping off the pages of the Bible that I teach on frequently, including the days of Noah and Lot that we're in right now. Yet our Savior Jesus, He is the ark. He is the place of refuge. Oh, hallelujah. His name is our strong tower. Glory, the righteous run into it and are glad. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Verse 10 speaks of those who know your name will trust in you. This is our Messiah, Jesus. He'll not forsake the ones who seek his face. Yes. And verse 11, we see this is why we sing praises to our Lord Jesus and declare his deeds among the people. Oh, praise his holy name. Watch their form be ready. King Jesus is coming for us, folks any moment. I want to take a moment to say thank you to those who prayerfully and financially partner with Watch Therefore Ministries. Without you, we could not do this exciting and effective and timely kingdom work. The Lord certainly has raised you up for such a time as this. And again, thank you. In Matthew 24, our great Savior Jesus speaks of a faithful, wise, and blessed servant who's watching for the master to come and doing what the master commanded. My aim for this television ministry and all of our ministries is to make faithful servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who will hear him say to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And one of the ways we walk that out is through Romans 1.16, taking the gospel and discipleship to the Jew first and then to the nations. To the Jew first with our ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, co-founded by our ministry partner, John McTurnan and myself. We're working through our Israeli believing partners who are getting out the gospel, making disciples of Messiah Yeshua, planting believing congregations, helping to save babies from abortion, and also helping Holocaust survivors in the name of Messiah Yeshua and much more. And then to the nations through our ministry, Poured Out for the Nations, where we're serving in African countries. I personally have served in 10 African countries and in India through one of our believing partners and also in America and through this Watch Therefore telecast all over the world. And one of the ways you can keep up with what's going on in this ministry is through our monthly Blessing Israeli Believers and Poured Out for the Nation's newsletters. I write about things that will help us to watch therefore and be ready, and also news and updates about what's going on here in Israel through our partners and in the nations. 
oh, it's an exciting way also to keep up with what you can be praying for, for our prayer partners and what you're giving into for those who sow financially into this ministry. And I wanna talk about that for a moment. And as I talk about financial giving, first I wanna say, as always, if you haven't yet believed in our great savior, Jesus, please don't send any money into this ministry. It's simply our desire that you would be our guest watching the program today and that you would receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And for those who would like to lay up their treasures in heaven, who understand principles of giving and sowing into the kingdom of God, if this is a place the Lord's called you to do so, there's three primary platforms through which you can give. Our Watch Therefore television ministry, Blessing Israeli Believers, and Poured Out for the Nations. And you can do so through our website, watchtherefore.tv, and also through the post, through snail mail, at our P.O. Box by check. And what a great way to lay your treasures up in heaven. Having said all these things, remember today more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. Our King and Savior Jesus is coming for us any moment. I was living in Israel at the Sea of Galilee, ministering across the Holy Lamb through our ministry partners, and the Lord was calling my family back to the USA, to Texas, with a vision. And part of that vision is to plant a church where we make faithful, wise, blessed, servant disciples of Messiah Jesus who are watching and ready for him to come and take us back to that place he's been preparing for us. He said, watch therefore and be ready. You don't know the hour or the day your Lord is coming, coming for us in the rapture to take us back to the Father's house. Look what the Lord has done. We had no money, we had no people, we had no building. And now the Lord's given us a handful, a few ministry prayer partners here in Texas. We've been joining together for prayer and asking the Lord for the way forward. And we're starting with our first Sunday here in January, Calvary Chapel. Watch therefore Community Fellowship. Now listen, this costs a lot of money and we know that our help comes from the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. Maybe he would have you participate in this Watch Therefore Community Fellowship under the banner of Calvary Chapel. And you can do so. Go to calvarychapelwtcf.com. Ask the Lord if he would have you to prayerfully and or financially participate in this new church plant. Oh, we're gonna make disciples who are watching and ready for King Jesus to come for us. Watch Therefore and be ready. Welcome back to this episode of the program Watch Therefore. We've been looking at Psalm chapter 9 and we left off at Psalm 9, 9 through 11. I'm going to review read that and then we'll carry on. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Sing praises to the Lord who dwells in Zion. Declare his deeds among the people. Now, continuing into verse 12, when he avenges blood, he remembers them. He does not forget the cry of the humble. Have mercy on me, O Lord. Consider my trouble from those who hate me. You who lift me up from the gates of death, that I may tell of all your praise in the gates of the daughter of Zion, I will rejoice in your salvation. Now just think regarding verse 12, when he avenges blood, yes, think 
of the blood of a billion babies slaughtered in this modern generation. About 43 million babies every year have been slaughtered going back decades, folks. If Abel's righteous blood cried out to the Lord for vengeance, what must the blood of a billion babies crying out into the ears of a holy God sound like in his holy ears? Think of the sex-trafficked women and little children. Think of those martyred for Christ Jesus in this time more than ever in history. Think of millions who have been given a bioweapon called a vaccine as precious children, teens, and others younger than the age of common mortality are suddenly dying right now all around the world. No, the Lord will not forget the cry of those that are humble. Verse 13, I cry out more often than ever. Personally, I do for the mercy of the Lord, and I suggest that you do the same. What should our response be to his mercy? Tell someone about Messiah Jesus and rejoice in his salvation. That word there in verse 14, his salvation is Yeshua, 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 Jesus, our Lord's Hebrew name. Tell someone about Messiah Yeshua. Yes, that's what we're supposed to be doing now. Look what 1 Peter 2 says about new covenant believers, Jew and Gentile, in Messiah Jesus. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, and had not obtained mercy, but now have what? Obtained mercy. Psalm 9:15. The nations have sunk down in the pit which they made. In the net which they hid, their own foot is caught. Verse 16. The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. The wicked is snared in the work of his own hands. Meditation, Selah, pause and meditate upon that. Down through the ages, there have been Gentile empires that the Lord raises up, and then he brings them down. And there are four primary prophetic Gentile empires in the Bible. Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, and then ancient Rome that was divided and crumbled and is now being set up and reconstituted as the final global Gentile empire. It's called the beast in the book of Revelation and other names in Revelation and through the Bible. The Lord reveals himself by judging empires. Yes, and when he judges this final empire, the Antichrist beast system, that we're at the edge of seeing, or at this generation, the world is at the edge of seeing realized all Israel that survives the tribulation when the Lord judges this empire will be saved. And the nations will know through this judgment and through Israel's salvation, they will know Jesus the Lord through this judgment. And remember, and this is hard to think about, it's even hard for me to say now, 
America is not a global empire, or excuse me, it is not an, an empire on the world stage in Bible prophecy. America is not a big player in world affairs in Bible prophecy. And many will know the Lord as he's judging America and brings it down. We're watching it right now. Yes. Oh, I pray mercy for America. I love America. I pray mercy for America. And the Lord is being merciful in judgment. Yes. America that used to celebrate Messiah Jesus now celebrates mutilating children after confusing their gender, celebrates killing babies, celebrates same-sex marriage, celebrates false gods and demon spirits as Satanism is rising in America. And uh, actually in Boston, they're getting ready to have the largest Satanist convocation ever. That's how they're promoting it. Oh, have mercy on us, O Lord Jesus. Psalm 17, the wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God for the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. And in verse 17 here, it's a word for Americans and America. Uh, Think of this. Many years ago, Billy Graham gospel events used to be on major mainstream television networks. Do you think those mainstream networks would have Billy Graham on there today? Oh, I think not. They celebrate wickedness too much to have such righteousness on their networks. Back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, up till today, the Lord has been warning America, even Billy Graham back in the 70s. I watched one of his outdoor events that was called, is uh, is the handwriting on the wall for America, speaking of, of that chapter in Daniel, where the Lord judged finally judged Babylon, and he compared that to what the Lord is doing with America. And there have been many others. David Wilkerson had visions of cities, American cities on fire, and there have been many others. Even today, they're warning and warning, and I'm warning about the judgment on America. The Lord's been warning here for decades. I believe, personally, that now it's too late for America as we have known it. It has been judged. Could we pray and have revival? And the Lord have mercy on us to preserve America for a little while longer as we have known it. Well, I would say this. Why? Why would you want him to? Is it so that we can live like kings and queens and have bigger houses and and newer cars and, 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 and have boats and fancier stuff of this world because we love this world? Or is it so we'll have more time to have the freedom and liberty to reach people with the gospel of our Savior Jesus? Ask yourself why. Yes, the Lord judges the motivations of our heart. In Psalm 918, we see the oppression of those being trafficked and babies slated for murder. The poor and the the oppressed who are lost and need our Savior Jesus. That would be a right application for today. Yes. Now, look at verses uh, 19 and 20. Arise, O Lord, do not let man prevail. Let the nations be judged in your sight. Put them in fear, O Lord, that the nations may know themselves to be but men, Selah. You see, when this corruption and wickedness, when it's this bad, it takes the judgment of the Lord and the fear of the Lord to bring people back to a saving knowledge of Jesus the Lord because they're so entrenched in wickedness. 
And that's why Isaiah said, With my soul I have desired you in the night, yet by my spirit within me I will seek you early. For when your judgments are on the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Folks, the Lord is shaking America and the world right now. Why? He wants to bring them out of their wickedness. He wants to teach them the fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom. And then they can experience the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. Maybe you need to be saved today. Oh, how do you do that? Turn from your sins. Recognize these things are true. The Lord is a righteous judge, and He'll judge you for breaking His laws. But He wants you to be forgiven. He wants you to be saved. He sent His only begotten Son to live live a sinless life. Jesus the Lord, who died on the cross to pay for your sins and my sins. He was buried on the third day. Hallelujah. He rose from the grave. Call upon his name. Now turn from your sins. Repent and believe in this gospel of Jesus Christ. And he'll forgive you. And he'll give you eternal life. Begin to follow him now. And if you're doing that right now, if you're calling upon his name, there's information at the bottom of your screen. We want to send you a free brochure to help you begin your new life in Christ Jesus. Contact us and we'll send that to you now. Oh, friends, please Please listen to what you've heard today, and more than ever, watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. The rapture is the next big event on the Lord's prophetic calendar. It will be the greatest thing that could ever take place in the life of a disciple of Messiah Jesus. Despite this clear event in Scripture, there exists much confusion and heated debate around the rapture. These questions and more are answered in my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. What is it? Is it in the Bible? Why is there so much confusion about this topic? Why do fewer church leaders teach about the rapture today? Why has it become increasingly unpopular? Since there are different views and positions, can we know the truth about the rapture? Why is the rapture important to the Lord's disciples? The events found in the gospel truth about the rapture are leaping off its pages. Like never before, these scriptural truths pertain directly to the disciples of the Lord in this generation. If you would like your life to become dramatically more dynamic and hopeful, read and implement the gospel truth about the rapture. And with a tax-deductible gift of any amount to say thank you, We will send a copy of my new book, The Gospel Truth About the Rapture. Be sure to write Rapture Book in the check memo section or online giving notes. And be sure to watch therefore and be ready. King Jesus is coming for us any moment. Thank you for watching the program today. Watch Therefore is sponsored by the friends and partners of Watch Therefore Ministries. In future programs, we'll have many more Watch Therefore teachings from the Bible, worship, and exciting interviews with our believing partners in Israel and around the world. Please contact us at doveforisrael at gmail.com. That's D-O-V-F-O-R-I-S-R-A-E-L at gmail.com. And if you would like to subscribe to our newsletter, you can fill out a contact form on the website watchtherefore.tv. We also have audio programs available on our website watchtherefore.tv. We are on social media since it is a great tool to share the gospel and communicate with one another. You can also find us there at Watch Therefore TV. Until next time, we're watching for King Jesus to return. Watch Therefore and be ready.
slain, he'll come again Our conquering king on that day His sword will go forth to take back and restore what belongs What 